Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes, sometimes today. today. Hello. Hello. Can you hear that jingle jangle mm-hmm. of Christmas in the air? I thought it was keys. I was very excited. Oh. Just jangling keys. How are you? Like a baby? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. Didn't have an episode last week because dentist. Yeah. I guess we really don't need to justify it. No. It's our fucking podcast. We can generate content or whenever, not generate yeah. content whenever we are or we aren't generating content. There's a crazy sunset going on outside it's right now. It's windy. It sucks. Uh, yeah. I have my but third. It's warm. Yeah, it is warm. Unseasonably Yeah, you warm. got your booster today. So third you're like booster. fully your third booster. Well, my second. <laughs> yes. My my third shot your of the booster. booster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Did Not you get the same one for everyone? No, I had Pfizer, Moderna, and then Pfizer. Ah, yeah, I so I'm a, I'm a regular. You're an Oreo man, sandwich. Man about town. Yeah. Who knows what one I'll get next? <laughs> uh, what should I talk about? I listened to a new book, finally. Okay. Go off. Mitch's book corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's cuter than corner? Mitch's b- book crypt. Yeah, Coffin. sure. Mitch's books—it's uh, a horror uh, podcast. Not, uh, we got it. That's good. Cranny. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I listened to "The Only Good Indians" by Stephen Graham Jones, uh, and from my heart is a chainsaw. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Same author. Uh, I will say, I like my heart is a chainsaw a lot better, just because 
we follow the one main character throughout the entire thing. Okay. We really get a good idea on her end. But that that said, this one very well written, just like My Heart Is a Chainsaw. Good, like lyrical. Uh, really has a good way of like painting the scene without being like overly descriptive. If, Ooh, if that, yeah. like I don't know, just has an excellent way with words, which is great if you're an author. I think. <laughs> Uh, it is the story of a group of friends who are haunted 10 years later after they uh, kill a bunch of elk herd. A elk herd that they shouldn't have killed in a place where they shouldn't have been. Ooh. Yeah, so they're haunted by this ghost of an elk who's coming to take revenge. And I'm sure that ghost gets that revenge. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Uh, there's like a... I don't know the magical realism element to it was okay. I don't know well I guess it was the same for my heart as a chainsaw where it was just sort of like this is this ridiculous magical thing that's happening yeah in kind an of otherwise the same movie today yeah so it was great yeah loved it would recommend it great listen uh the guy who was reading it was fantastic too I can't remember his name eh. but he did a great job of like do you often get like the same narrator or is it very, like, few and far between? So the narrator who did uh, The Gone World, that one about traveling forward in time uh, to try to save the world from, like, quantum death. Okay. Uh, she narrates a lot of them. Ooh. A lot of them. But for, for a lot of the good books, it's different narrators. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Mitch's book. Do Nook you prefer when Crips? it's, like, a secondary, like reader or do you like when it's the author that reads them it depends uh universal harvester was a book that i listened to that was read by the author that was really good uh because uh i don't know i can't imagine having to read my own book for an audiobook i would probably die of embarrassment <laughs> i uh, guess and but... he just seemed very like disaffected which was fantastic but sometimes like i know um oh what the fuck is his name <sighs> Woody Allen's son with Mia Farrow. Ronan Farrow? Yes. He narrated his own book about the breaking open the... the Weinstein yeah. stuff? Yeah. And uh, he did voices and accents and stuff. So Ooh, that's interesting. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, huh. that's my opinion on narrators. And well, also, whenever an actor does it, head and shoulders above the yeah, rest. Yeah, like you really liked yeah. the Judy Greer one. She was fantastic. The guy who narrated Carter and Lovecraft was an actor. He was spot on. The guy who narrated these two books, My Heart is a Chainsaw, and The Only Good Indians. Both actors. Different actors. But they cool. were also great. So Sweet. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you said you'd recommend it. What do you give it? What's a, your score? Uh, Maybe like 10 out of 13, 11 out of 13. It was pretty good. Like with a Carter and Lovecraft being like a... 13 out of 13 from my enjoyability not its quality as literature <laughs> necessarily so, nice yeah my heart is a chainsaw i'd be up there too it was really good sweet that's awesome so go check that out again mm -hmm. from your local library <laughs> the movie today it's mm -hmm. not okay so it's it's winter mm -hmm. movie it's simultaneously winter maybe even christmas and uh a little bit of obviously prom thrown in there and yeah winter prom winter i guess prom. um kind of interesting yeah because they're like we're graduating yeah why aren't there more like hanukkah horror movies are there even any? there's gotta be there's like, gotta be one i think there's like a missed opportunity to be like holla 
you know? Oh, yeah. Like yelling? And like, or eight, like eight Nights of Terror. Hanukkah! Yeah. <laughs> That's good. So I guess largely it's just like various, uh, like portmanteaus about yelling. That That's you can good. Do. Or menorah! Mm. The deadly drink. There's another one with yelling. Yeah. yeah. Or the murderous menorah. Or are all Christmas movies all actually Hanukkah movies as well? I think it depends because Hanukkah this year was like really early. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of the Christmas movies seem to take place in worlds and universes in which uh, Jewish people in Hanukkah don't exist. So it's like a scary leftover situation. You know, that's totally. <laughs> we just watched that ridiculous one yesterday where there were cops. What uh, one? Oh, the Christmas out. movie, the, uh, uh, the Santa Stakeout. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right. <laughs> I never thought of it that way before. Um, but you're exactly right. That's strange. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Prom Night 4. Yeah. Deliver Us from Evil, mm-hmm. 1991. Uh, we talked about Prom Night 1, I think, one of our first 10 episodes Okay, yeah. Um, and we skipped over 2 and 3. Those are their own universe well they're all sort of the same same high school is like the okay the thing that threads them together um but i mean this is a standalone movie that has little if nothing to do with any of Mm -hmm. the previous shit um which i really liked what did you think about it i thought this was a great movie yeah have you do you remember watching it before uh vaguely like i remember the first half this very strangely i I remember the first half and i don't remember wow really yeah seems so unlike me Uh, (laughs) um i definitely put it on before it was fantastic the the fact that there were only like the four or the two couples yeah yeah, yeah. uh that really fleshed them out more than they usually yeah 100 like i really liked like characterization i guess other other than jeff jeff well he was kind of a thing yeah um but that's fine i don't know i loved it yeah me too written by richard Beatty, who has written multiple steven seagal stuff um directed by clay boris he mostly did tv like and largely canadian television mm-hmm. uh highlander forever night sci factor thought he did a great job in this yeah oh yeah uh and it stars nicole de boer as megan she was in three episodes of kids in the hall which we've been rewatching. She- was so beautiful yes and that crushed velvet dress that she yeah like, her man. both of their dresses rocked they look great she's also in cube star trek deep space nine uh the dead zone and most recently she's in the show called private eyes she was in the dead zone she's his yeah love interest, I think. yeah 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 um yeah it's she's, a canadian show private eyes yeah yeah, yeah with jason priestley <laughs> okay so yeah and then we have <laughs> joy tanner as laura um you may recognize her from shoppers drug mart and pharmacy commercials from 1998 to the year 2000 she's also in listerine and walmart canada commercials hey good for you working actress Uh, but then she's in cold squad she voiced candy kong in donkey kong country nice she's in life with Derek. degrassi the next generation uh, J.H. Wyman as Mark. He has some sort of other name listed in this one. Uh, we also talked about him previously in our episode about the club. He was okay. the devil in the say, club. He looks very familiar. Uh, and he and Nicole DeBoer were both in this series called Catwalk, Canadian show from 1992 it to 95. Models? No, it's about a group of young people who uh, form a pop group with hopes of making it big. One of the other stars of this show, bud, Nev Campbell. 
Pre Party of Five, pre Scream. How do we watch this show? I don't know. I'm sure it doesn't exist anymore. And that's very sad. It is probably, I'm sure if we looked on YouTube or something, that someone has like cataloged it all. You know, if there's a show, it was someone's. Well, you know, that's true. I remember reading about there was a, a woman in Chicago who like would obsessively tape record television uh-huh. to the point where she has amassed the most like complete archive of TV anywhere nice. in the world just on VHS tapes. <laughs> and they're digitizing it for the internet archive, which is what a cool. dream. Yeah. So I don't know why I brought that up. Oh, oh cause it, it's probably on there. Yeah. Oh, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, also in this movie, we've got Ala Godbon as Jeff. Uh, he does stand-up comedy. We've got James Carver as Father Jonas. Mm-hmm. He's in this movie from 2001 called The Chameleon with, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the actress's name right now. But anyway, it's like a lame sci-fi action okay, movie. Yep. Uh, Brock Simpson as Father Colin. He is the only one who appears in all four Prom Night movies. Whoa. But he's always different characters. Okay. Uh, in the first one, he's young Nick. Well, I was going to say he looked really strangely, bizarrely familiar. Yeah, I mean, he also looks a lot like uh, the kid from Sleepaway Camp. Mm. And Kenneth McGregor as Father Jaeger. He has like over 100 acting credits, so he's in a lot. Uh, he plays Magneto's dad in the first X-Men movie. Nice. And Pope Alexander the sixth in a miniseries about the Borgias. I don't know enough about the Popes to know my opinion on him. <laughs> and then some other notable people in the movie, um, as Rafe, who is their limo driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Ray Sager, who is Montag the Magnificent in the OG Wizard of Gore. Nice. I don't know if I've ever made you watch Wizard of Gore. I know we have talked about He's, many times is about Is he the magician? Movies, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have seen the part of that movie where the woman gets the the press pressed through her nice yeah I like and that he's movie. like Ooh. and then thea andrews as louise uh, who is one of the girls at the beginning not the one who dies but the one who was sleeping with the boyfriend of the mm. one who dies uh and she went on to be a very successful host on tv she's on entertainment tonight cmt's next superstar top chef canada the Shit. talk the insider yeah, so you do you, lady. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so should we get going? Yeah, we begin. Towering Catholic churches shot from below at crazy angles. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's 1957. Mm-hmm. We get some of Father Jonas, uh, our villain. He's praying. Praying to save the sluts and whores from their unholy acts. Mm-hmm. He's squeezing his hands until they bleed from stigmata yeah, or whatever. And it seems like the, the crucifix that he's praying to is like... And yeah. we go to Hamilton High, yep. where prom is fully underway. They're promed it up. We meet some of these teenagers. Mm-hmm. There's Brad and Lisa. Uh, she's flirting with him mm-hmm. because her date is dancing with another girl. Because what? He thought she'd be easy, but she wasn't. So that's why she, he's dancing with Lisa. Wow. Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> so they smooch, mm-hmm. uh, Brad and Lisa. Or sorry, uh, that's why... Yeah. Her ex is dancing with Louise. All these L names, my gosh. I know. I like just like they all have <laughs> J names at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So they smooch and they take off. They go to smoke and make out. Mm-hmm. Uh, briefly interrupted by her date. Uh oh, they didn't. You don't know what you missed. You yeah, didn't miss much. much. <laughs> and then they go to the car. Because they're going to go fool around in the back of his car. Um, all, Most of the men in this movie were very respectful. Yeah. Of the women that they were 
yeah having sex with well when there's like i think there's obviously like the greater undercurrent of uh childhood sexual abuse in the catholic church that's running through hell yeah so i think that's probably intentional well i loved it it was like am i hurting you am i crushing your corsage yeah is this okay but like not in a weird like where it was like he's saying this it's a giant neon light underscore it was just like very subtle and little do these two know they're about to be killed yeah, but she really wants to fuck. Yeah. Which I also liked about it. She's just like, I don't care. <laughs> Father Jonas is on a prowl. Mm-hmm. He puts some candles on their hood. Don't, don't, don't. And then uh, he breaks the window and slashes Lisa's throat. I love that because What's-His-Face was like, I'll go out. I'm going to... And while he's saying that, she gets killed. Where it's like such... It's not a jump scare, but it's no. like a huge violation of tropes exactly. up until this point. It was great. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed with this big cross sword. Like right away. Very, very brutal and efficient. And then uh, the priest stands in front of the car with setting it on fire with an aspergillus, the thing that has the holy water in it. Yeah. So I guess that shoots flame. Well, holy fire. I think it's gasoline or something because, and he's throwing it on the candles, right? Oh, duh. Because sort of at the end, you can see what he. I don't know if he's supposed to be throwing flames or if it's just what he is like trying to make it look like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but the car yeah. is engulfed in flames and i believe explodes oh probably that sounds about right yeah i can't remember i think it's 57 where it's mary lou maloney so they probably wouldn't even notice because mm-hmm. prom queen burns oh, alive good inside point. at the same good time point. And uh, at the seminary the next day, mm-hmm. we get some POV walking shots around this place. I like that. Down into the basement into where the a trio of priests find Father Jonas self-flagellating. Yes, he, I love this. The priest is like, he, he uh, puts, the, puts the spotlight on, on the, the crucifix and then goes down and you see the, the sharpened knife point dripping blood. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And at... Uh, Father Jaeger calls him an abomination, yes. which makes Father Jonas uh, snap into normal voice. Abomination. Don't touch him. Not there. He's too young. Look, Father, I'm pleading. for all of you doing a little begging the priest not to molest a don't young boy don't touch me there yeah no don't not touch there. him he's, he's too, too young. young then he gets what? stigmata what? wait until he gets older and kisses the one uh, yeah, yeah kisses, kisses the, the one priest, priest while the other two subdue him and cart him away like the catholic church loves to, to do. do i also the stigmata repeatedly appearing on him to me would imply that he's on some sort of mission from God. I assumed it was sort of like, uh, he is like the Jesus for all of the boys that were molested. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like he's, but I guess that doesn't, it's like moral moralism, but I don't know. Well, to me, it was to, to me, it was sort of like, especially with the self-flagellation. Yeah. The like, we, we need to, like excise the sin mm-hmm. okay. they do say later yeah. that they give him an exorcism and that's why he's well 
That's what they, they say. say. That's why he's in unconscious, but really it's just the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> so jump to 1991 mm-hmm. at this same church, and we meet Father Colin as he's saying goodbye to Jennifer, Jennifer. this woman who he seemingly has a relationship yes, with. Yes, and she doesn't want him to go. Yeah, because he's being sent off on his mission to Africa. Mm-hmm. So he goes to talk to Father Jaeger, who is now in poor health because it's been 35 years. He's coughing. And Colin is concerned because they haven't even arranged his flight for his mission. To Africa, yeah. And he finds out that's because Father Jaeger had him removed from the missionary program to serve the church in another way. Yes, a more important way. To become the caretaker to Father Jonas and the big secret. Yeah, so basically... Before he croaks or whatever. Hey, uh, you're going to be the steward for all of the evil shit that the Catholic Church has ever done. Exactly. That's in our basement. And they go down. You know what? That's probably what it is. The stigmata are saying like... Because father whatever is like you're an abomination but i think maybe the stigmata and everything is saying like no no this is the church exactly the the church is the abomination he's like the embodiment of the church yeah that makes more sense Mm -hmm. i'm glad we talked that out because it's always good well i feel like there was obviously intention behind it oh but and i was sort of like grasping at it yeah nothing to do can't fully get it (laughs) They get down into these annals. Yep, catacombs. Where Jonas has been locked away all of this time. He's in some sort of catatonic state and has not aged. Uh, yeah, so his hair, hair is grown. and beard have grown. He looks like the the Om Shinriko Japanese cult leader guy with this yeah. long, long-ass beard. And the uh, devil's taken him. He's beyond salvation. He's just staring at the ceiling, uh, lashed down, seemingly doesn't eat or go to the bathroom. So. No. I guess it just all gets absorbed back because it's evil. Evil. Right? Yes. Catholics don't go to the bathroom. It's evil. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's they, what confessions for. They have to keep this evil at bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, <laughs> at bay in the basement yeah, of the church. <laughs> but Jaeger starts coughing too much because mm-hmm. of his illness, so they have to like peace out. Mm-hmm. And elsewhere at uh, the Catholic school, we meet our main character megan yes. as she's eating lunch when her boyfriend mark comes to meet her and mm-hmm. she's a big detention person she keeps leaving campus at lunch to go see him i got another detention yesterday another one mm-hmm. for what leaving school at lunchtime again how can you stand that place it's like a prison camp i know today i had to sneak out the side door and run for the fence oh boy you better go to confession i will i don't believe you nuns make me I think I'm being corrupted. Corrupted, yeah, right. It's your fault. My fault. I haven't even started yet. Hey, come on, you don't really believe that stuff, do you? And he's corrupting her with his atheism Ooh, and his. They're sitting on the bench. Hot together. bod and oh, no. traditionally handsome good oh, looks. Is he an atheist? I think they're. It's implied implied. that they're all atheists except for her like they all i guess that's true well they're definitely not religious yeah yeah Yeah, exactly that's true and like they don't go to the catholic school it's just the girls that's true the timeline's also a little weird at the beginning here because then it like the father dies i kind of like that they get everything out of the way with a nice brisk clip yeah father jaeger sorry we get a video three fathers at this point Uh father jaeger dies uh and collins is like looking at his body being lowered into the ground yeah oh so sad get some voiceover uh 
about how this is now his responsibility. Yeah. And if Jonas begins to awaken, he needs to contact the Cardinal. And Jonas is now Collins's life's work. Yeah. Ooh. And we go back to the Catholic right. school where another couple is getting a talking to from mm-hmm. Sister Jude, the principal. And they are Laura and Jeff. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were caught in the backseat of his car fooling around. And the sister cannot even deal with it. Yeah, and Laura's I'll like, tell you what you were doing. You were, you, you were, were, we were fucking, fucking. sister. <gasps> Scandal. I liked Laura. Me too. She was great. She was, she was good. very funny. Sister Emile says she found you two during the lunch hour in the back seat of your car. It was your car? Yes, ma'am. I mean, Mother Superior. I mean, sister. And was it during lunch? Yes, sister. What exactly were you doing on our school property? Well, I I came to see Laura and... I'll tell you what you were doing. In the parking lot. In your car. In the back seat. You weren't driving. No. You were... You were, you were fucking, sister. Jeff gets really concerned. Like, mm-hmm. this was sort of Jeff's character. He has, like, Catholic guilt a little bit. He was bit. so afraid. Yeah. And I was like, you don't even Doesn't go want to get here into trouble. leave. Who cares? He's being, like, a little bitch yep. to her. And she's like, don't call me stupid and don't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Thank you. And then he asks her to prom. Yeah, so they... Uh, and some eerie music kicks in. They're Uh-oh. walking to his, like, muscle car. Mm-hmm. And, like, he does this thing where he's like, girls, get off my car. Because there's girls, like, leaning <laughs> against it. She is the only girl for him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, we learn that they... they did a bunch of stuff yeah uh, on jonas we hear collins is remembering what he had been told the church is always protects its own forgive its own yeah Yeah. Uh, clearly because much like irl we know these fuckers are pedophiles we know that they are and we know that they are protecting each other and moving each other around and they gave jonas an exorcism which made him catatonic Mm -hmm. and, and also a bunch of drugs yeah so Father Colin packs up all of these vials and syringes. I love it. He's just like fucking around yeah. with them a bit in his office. They're huge. They're yeah. not, these are not medical syringes. A big black bag. Stretch. Uh, yeah. Heads down into the basement with a, a straight razor. Yeah. He's going to, he's going to shave Father Jonas. And oh, how brushes, kind of him. Brush his hair, uh, wash his feet, probably. So he goes to give him the injection, mm-hmm. but decides not to. He no, just leaves I'm not going to do it. So then, okay. at Megan's house, uh, she and Laura are having a sleepover and talking mm-hmm. about boys. And Laura's like, I fucked Jeff and didn't feel guilty. Yeah. They kind of gave me, like, Sydney and Tatum vibes a little bit. Where were you this afternoon? Oh, I had another crisis of faith. Oh, yeah? Did you skip mass again? No, I fucked Jeff and didn't feel guilty. Well, I'll pray for you. Oh, don't bother. Dear God, please forgive me. I only pretended to enjoy it for Jeff's sake. Oh yeah, I was pretending the second time too. 
Colin goes back to Jonas mm-hmm. to try and talk to him, but there's no answer. I want to help you. Until he leaves, and then he hears Jonas's voice yelling about how Colin fucked Jennifer. Oh my god, but, what? But then he goes back, and Jonas is still in bed, seemingly still catatonic. Mm-hmm. So he goes upstairs to call Jennifer, and he doesn't really say anything initially. He like hangs up. That's yeah, uh, and then he like goes to leave, and he sees Jonas standing in the door. Yeah, and he's gone. He, ah, and he's like taken aback. I better go all the way back yeah, downstairs. All, all the way back. And yeah, then he does come back up, and then goes all the way back, back down. down. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with um, the sedatives this time, he's like, "Well, now I'll I'll definitely do it." Yeah. So he goes to go give him mm-hmm. the injections, but. Uh, Jonas is ready this time, and yep. when he goes to inject him, Colin sees the stigmata, and he hears <gasps> Jonas talking, and then he wakes up and throws him across the room. Strangles him and shit. Knocking yeah. him unconscious oh, when no. he leaves. Uh, meanwhile, Megan and Mark are at his house. Yeah, they're smooching on the smooching couch. Smooching while his younger brother, Jonathan, who is Scott Hope from Buffy, uh, really? Yeah. Fab Filippo. Interesting. Watch that. Uh, Watches them make out and watches his brother grab her breast. And is like, come on, just do, undo one more button, bro. Yeah. I really want to watch my brother make out and have <laughs> sex with this girl. And that really takes her out of it because she isn't ready for this stuff yet. And immediately Mark is like, That's okay. yeah, do you want a soda? It's <laughs> totally fine. Fuck yeah, Mark. Great job, Mark. And Father Colin then wakes up mm-hmm. and uh, he heads out and up. To yeah. call the cardinal. Oh no, because he's escaped. But then Jonas is there and he strangles him to death. With the phone cord. I liked it. Yeah, me too. Because you really probably weren't expecting this guy to die. <laughs> no, and the like the cardinal's hearing the, the entire yeah, thing. The whole, yeah, What's the going on? Who's there? Who's there? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then... We're still at Mark's house. Oh, yes. With Laura and Megan getting ready for prom and their mm-hmm. sexy lingerie. Yeah, they're putting on sexy lingerie. We see... I Megan guess thinks she's too fat. Is this when Megan is, like, seductively, like, rolling it up her leg? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is when Laura, like... Because Megan's like, I'm too fat. I need to lose another pound. No. And Mike's Laura's like, no, another, you're perfect. Another fucking pound? What? What's a pound gonna do? <laughs> And Laura starts hitting on her in a game of like gay chicken more. Yeah, like strongly suggesting that Megan is at least bisexual. And like, or Laura? Oh, well, Megan. Because Megan Megan was very obviously like into it, but she was like, my Catholic guilt. I can't be. Yeah. And like, like as caressing her back she a let bit. laura get farther than she let mark get with taking you her know, bra that's a great point <laughs> i hadn't thought of that but then laura's like you oh you i was i read a magazine article about how to see if your best friend is gay thanks for letting me borrow this oh sure i knew it was too big for me when i got it besides it's more you wow you're gonna look great jeff will just die you're gonna look great too. I'm too fat. You're perfect. What are you doing? Mike's a lucky guy. Do you like me? Of course, you're my friend. Are you attracted to me? No. Well, I'm attracted to you. 
Laura, don't. Don't you feel anything when I do this? Nothing at all? No. You must feel something. Even a little bit. I bet you do. Laura, stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read an article in some woman's magazine about how to tell if your best friend is gay. You're so innocent. I couldn't resist. <laughs> and Jeff and Mark talk to Jonathan, mm -hmm. who is faking sick. Uh, mm -hmm. He's just waiting for them to leave. And uh, then the clergy arrives at the church, and they're going to cover up Father Colin's death and make it look like a suicide. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, Cardinal. You're a real asshole. Yep. But I, I also liked do? how uh, when the boys were planning stuff, do you got the booze? Do you got the hash? Hash? Hash. You're Damn. smoking hash That's in high rad. school? <laughs> cool. So the kids party down in their limo. Mm -hmm. uh, they all look great. The girls' dresses, as we talked about earlier, fantastic. On point. Megan's wearing this, like, uh, sort of baby doll, long sleeve blue velvet. Yeah, that, like, high-waisted, that comes, like, right up to, like, And Laura's wearing, like, a short, poofy mm -hmm. tool skirt. Yeah, cocktail. I mean, dress. the the boys both look pretty dope in their like yeah. eight, like cummerbunds. Yeah, like end of the eighties tuxes. We also get a brief glimpse of the like when they're first. We see them driving in the limo. It yeah. like is first panned up to this neon lights flashing and everything. Toronto's iconic Sam the Record Man store nice. had two giant neon records that would spin all day and all night. And I remember when I was a kid. I went to Toronto with my dad once on vacation and we stayed in a hotel that overlooked it. Nice. So like watching it all <laughs> night and all day. Sweet. Yeah. I've never seen it. Is it still there? I think it's gone now, unfortunately, oh. Oh, but it was like one of those Toronto landmarks, like honest eds that <laughs> Torontonians know about allegedly, but that I don't. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I particularly know absolutely nothing. <laughs> so so they, these kids pop the champagne. Yeah, and it's then prom night, motherfucker. Yeah, it's great. And then they toast to Jamie Lee Curtis. Because it's prom night. Yeah, and she's in prom night. Oh my god. So the movie exists within this movie's universe. That's nuts. Yeah. Here, you're to prom night. To prom night. To Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh! <laughs> 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 and Jonas mm -hmm. is making his way through the snow uh, when he gets picked up by a guy in a big truck. He yeah. starts telling him how he likes to get laid on Friday nights. Jesus, I love Friday. And then he goes, giddy, 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 giddy. And he also says, I like to have sex on Fridays because it keeps most of the rest of the weekend open. Logical. I just love that. <laughs> God, I got a pencil He's in so this busy, sex. yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> The but kids uh, stop at the prom mm -hmm. to moon everyone. The height of comedy. Butts, <laughs> butts are the height of comedy. It's very funny. And then they're going away to the summer home for yeah, the Mark's weekend. Yeah, Mark's summer home. Mm -hmm. uh, they talk about their excuses to their parents. Megan said that she lied and told her parents she was going camping with Laura, you know, in the winter. Yeah, and she hates lying, though. Anyway, well, she's going to confess about it later. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, uh, they're going to Mark's summer home, mm -hmm. which used to be the monastery. They drive by the scene of the pickup truck where there's blood all over the windshield. It's yep. just spilling out everywhere, really. The, we see the hitchhike dead, the door like 
burst yeah. open. And One of those like out. Halloween style exactly. falling out. And then uh, they pull up to the summer home, and oh my god, wouldn't you know it? It's the former cemetery. Cemetery. The Valley Seminary. 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 The Valley Halla Estate in Toronto, apparently right by the Toronto Zoo. Interesting. uh, Also used in Grey Gardens. So, it's ginormous. It's very interesting. Like the architecture of it. Mm -hmm. I guess it was built by some serial guy in like the 1930s. (laughs) The serial magnet. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, And then he died. He was like one of those like, uh, I think it was called Roman Meal was the name of the serial. That's interesting. I'm old, but I've got all of this vitality. Because you could have all this vitality, too. Because I eat all my own garbage. And also, he said he was six years older than he was. Which I feel like, uh, probably... Interesting flex. Well, yeah, it's because then you can be like, well, I'm I'm 86, and look at me, I'm Mm -hmm. spry as an (laughs) 80-year-old. And then, like, Mark does this thing with the cab driver. He's like, see you on Monday, Ray, and gives him his payment. And then takes it back, and then gives it to him again. Like, (laughs) just kidding. I'm so funny. These guys. Fucking Wraith. Great name. They get inside and uh it's, it's ginormous. Musty and yeah, they immediately notice a bad smell. Uh it was abandoned before they bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh and so they go down mm-hmm. into the basement where they discover that someone has stolen the freezer, so there's been meat rotting everywhere. Disgusting. They've, they've stolen all of the TV, electronics, appliances, everything in the house. Phones, VCRs. But they can't call the cops because Mark isn't even supposed to be there. Yep. So, ah, uh, fuck. We see, well, we think we see Jonas creeping around, mm-hmm. like, watching them. But I don't know that it is. Well, maybe he can, like, astral project in some way. Like, maybe he's watching with his mind. It's eye. the brother. It is the brother. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Jonathan, uh, w- there was a ruse. He wasn't actually sick. And yeah, because that's later when they like show him. Yeah. It's when uh, Laura and Jeff are having sex. Yeah, we're led to believe that it is Jonas, but... Uh, yeah, that makes sense. It's a nice ambiguity. Yeah. It I is. kind of I like, like it. it. Yeah. Um, While well, Megan and Laura are looking mm-hmm. over their food options. Yeah, because <laughs> they can't cook in the microwave. And the guys clean up the meat situation. Oh. Wearing tuxedos. Hey, man. We had that one year a few years ago where we had, was that Thanksgiving or Christmas, the turkey, where I, like, threw up upon opening it because it had somehow gone bad in our fridge. Like, days before it was supposed to. Days and days before it was supposed to. Yeah, that was really bad. It would stink so bad. Um, These people are assholes for stealing all this shit. Yes they are all and leaving all the meat take some of the meat man <laughs> yeah you might as well it's free right? meat that probably and costs it's frozen at more the than the freezer transport well yeah just throw it outside <laughs> maybe they're not thinking about it. maybe they're vegetarians true true and good point <laughs> so uh they go back down mm-hmm. they see that the door to this room where jonas used to hang out yep. which is now a wine cellar has been broken into oh, fuck so they go investigate and mark very smartly mm-hmm. is like these people are fucking morons this wine is worth more than the house the entire house and then jeff is like well how would they know that we stole it yeah and <laughs> if then we drink it your parents have insurance for the rest of it yeah and exactly. i was like wow yeah they're gonna start with the 57 and work their way back ominous oh. our opening scene mm-hmm. So Laura goes to get some wood. Yeah, well, uh, Good Meg- scene. Megan's cooking. Long scene. She's being watched, and there's creepy noises, and she's obviously Yeah, she's scared. very aware of it. Yeah. And it's quite a long walk for her to get to this woodshed. And then back again? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> I was like the whole time I was like, no, she's gonna get. Killed. Although Megan is trying to throw together some sort of like canned bean and rice, rice. over the fire dish. <laughs> I don't think they ever actually end up eating it. So at least they, yeah, they don't show it anymore. No. <laughs> Mark is showing Jeff some lingerie he bought for Megan. Yeah. I liked this part a Me lot. Me too. And she like overhears and comes up behind them and sees and they're like oh are you mad she acts sort of like aloof she like takes it and (laughs) walks away and she's like i'm not mad i'm gonna go try it on i was like very yeah very cute way to take the power over it yeah yeah that's nice and while she's getting finished trying these sexy Mark's so impressed with himself (laughs) laura comes to talk Mm -hmm. to her about the prospect of losing her virginity Because there's nothing worse than two virgins trying to fuck. Oh, so it's no. good that Mark probably has some experience. Are you still a little scared? About what? Uh, the big event? Not really. Uh, maybe a little. Yeah, don't worry about it. I think Mark knows what he's doing. Well, don't tell me that. I do not want to hear about how many girls he's had sex with. Thank you. You should get down on your knees and thank Jesus that one of you is experienced. There's nothing worse than two virgins trying to fuck. Trust me. And then in a line that echoes what Mary Lou says mm-hmm. in Promet 2 a little bit. Forgive me, Father. For how much fun I'm going to have tonight. Megan's like, forgive me, Father, for how much fun I'm going to have tonight. <laughs> oh, if only you knew. <laughs> And she goes back down to join the rest of mm-hmm. them and be really hot, honestly. Yes. So hot. Yep. Uh, there's more like... All eye contact. As soon as she comes downstairs, her and Mark are like eye-fucking each and other. And she's like slowly walking yeah. up to him. It's a very horny scene. And I actually think it's really well done. Because it's not like sexy sex sex. Yeah, she's you know not what like... I mean? Hey. It's like real. I guess this movie does like a pretty good job of making all of this seem like awkward and lame at the same time. It just seems Which like makes she... it feel more real to me. I think it's the acting too. Like, yeah, they're all very charming and charismatic people. <laughs> well, all all four of them just seem like regular people who are hanging out. Exactly. Laura yeah, just yeah, happens yeah. to be a little bit funnier than most people. And like, it seems like when you've been to like house parties or like group mm-hmm. meetings like this, where it's like it's very quiet and awkward and weird, and you're just really waiting for the other people to leave. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. So they have like a a talk. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do eat because they have the dinner. Oh yeah, and because Laura talks about how she lies during confession, mm-hmm. which upsets You're right. Megan. Yeah, and Mark asks Megan about if she would tell the priest about them having sex in confession. Of course, or whatever she's a happens. Good Catholic school, yeah. and she's like, "Yeah, of course I would. I'd have to tell the priest. How could you not?" And they get down to some slow dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also, I think, was it Mark who's like, "Come on, let's all tell all of our deepest." Darkest. I, I this is something that's come up in multiple movies. Yeah, yeah, it happened in the last one. Mm-hmm. I and... think that's only ever happened at one party that I've ever been to. Mm. I guess never have I ever is kind of yeah, like a roundabout way of doing that. That's true. And then later, when they're like slow dancing, Jeff is like, "Tell me a secret to Laura," and she's like, "I'm pregnant." Just joking. <laughs> Great off-the-cuff response. <laughs> Very funny. Megan goes to get some more mm-hmm. wine. Barefoot, of course. She's got a candle. She finds a Jesus figurine on the floor. Uh, uh, Do those have a name? Or are they just Jesus figurines? Like little statue. Or like, it's like a statuette? Devotional? Yeah. A know. devotional? Okay. I have no idea. And uh, then she... We should get some. 
<laughs> yeah. for the house. She drops a bottle mm-hmm. and uh, it smashes and she cuts her feet up. But yes. she's largely okay. Thankfully, I would be a lot more, I would have been much more of a wuss about cutting my foot on a lawnmower. <laughs> I'd be like, oh no. And Laura and Jeff start getting down to business. So they uh, head upstairs while Mark tends to Megan and carries her upstairs. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very sweet. Me too. He drops her off on the sofa before going to get some bandages. Mm-hmm. And while he's out of the room, the phone rings. <gasps> Yes, hello. Hello? I know who you are. I saw what you did. You're all the same. Who is? You're a cocksucker and a fucking whore. It's too late for you now. Great. I mean, she's not... She's not, and she didn't, but... <laughs> and Mark comes back, and she's upset about the obscene food mm-hmm. phone call. He's like, eh. Mark just can't get your break. Well, he thinks it's Jonathan. Oh, Jeff. Jeff. Jonathan? Jonathan's his brother. Yes. Jeff, yes. Is upstairs. I'm not sure. Either of them would make sense, yeah. so I can't remember what, what Me he neither. said either. And upstairs, Laura and Jeff are fully banging. He kisses down her whole Ooh, body. I was like, wow. this For something that's not, like... You don't see breasts or anything but it was just like very like yeah. he was into it she has a great very ass intimate i believe there was a body double for some of it mm. um the camera moves into the vents as they're moaning yeah flag- flagranto delicto. delicto yeah and jonas can hear the moans of their pleasure traveling oh, down no. into the catacombs oh no and then they start boning against a wall well jonathan is outside recording them in secret and he's like this is gonna be worth so much money yeah what the fuck are you talking about who are you going to sell this to it's going to be the worst pornography of all time but then jonas gets him and kills him dead yep and uh, really kills yeah. him dead <laughs> They finish. Laura goes to the bathroom while Jeff stays in bed. I kind of like that because there was we get the Jeff and Laura, Jonas and Jonathan, like the French call the orgasm the little death. After all, you know. <laughs> and then so we see like him being murdered, yeah, intimately. Them having sex intimately. It makes you draw parallels <laughs> between making love and violence. Megan and Mark start making out. Mm-hmm. And in the bathroom, Laura, like, finishes her shower. Definitely body double. Mm-hmm. Um, Draws a little smiley face. Yeah. And Jeff is seemingly under the bed sheet when she gets mm-hmm. back into the room. So she goes to pull it back, but then she hears a banging noise at the door that scares Some her. Some weird, beastly noises. So she doesn't open it. The doorknob is jiggling, jiggling, jiggling. But it's actually Jeff with wine and stuff, and Jonas was the one under the bed yep. sheet, and he grabs her. And that's curtains for Laura. Jeff wasn't saying anything because his mouth was full oh. of wine glass. Yeah. And uh, he can't get in because the door's locked. Mm-hmm. So he goes to bother Eminem on the couch. <laughs> Eminem. They're not happy with the fact that he's doing this. He wants to ask this. for a key. Uh, Mark tells him to go away. But then Megan's like, uh, we should probably go check in yeah. case something's wrong with her. Yes. So they all go back to the room the and the door open. is no longer locked. Laura's nowhere to be found, so they all start searching the house for and the her. And the smiley face is now a frowny face. Mark goes down into the basement. Mm-hmm. 
uh, kind of with Megan. Megan mostly just hangs out yeah, nearby. Yeah, she's scared. And uh, Jeff goes upstairs. Mm-hmm. Mark finds some blood on the floor in the basement. Uh, and he can see there's like this big split in the wall. Yep. So he moves some boxes and he finds a secret door. Oh my god! Which of course he has to investigate. And he yep. finds these old tunnels. Meanwhile, Jeff is in the attic where he sees... Laura, is that you in a rocking chair staring out the window? Yeah. Um, when Jeff is like in the, or Mark is like in the tunnels, it's very efficient shot because it's literally just him with a candle in the dark. It was very like hammer. I was like, something's going to come up behind yeah. him and be illuminated by the candlelight or any, something like that. I don't know. I'd be interested to watch this in HD because this is one of the few ones where I thought that it was really, really good. Oh yeah, you watched VHS. it on YouTube. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the, I watched it on my DVD. It got to crack that open. Um, I don't know if a better version exists yet. I, I mean. It, it has, I think they might have it on Shutter. It looked really good in this terrible, awful 80s yeah. quality. So I can't imagine how much better it is in like pristine. <laughs> yeah. And he finds a bunch of like the markings on the wall or whatever. Yep. Uh, and he, he doesn't notice a bloody sack on the ground, but he like calls Megan in. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff goes all the way up to the attic mm-hmm. and he sees somebody sitting there in the rocking chair. Is it Laura? It looks like her hair. And he walks up to them, but it's just Jonas and Drag wearing Laura's scalp. <laughs> I did not realize it was her scalp at first. Yeah. Really nasty. This movie was brutal. I for like the this shit movie. that it this does. This is a good slasher yeah, movie. Yeah, it was great. He lifts Jeff up by the head and then squeezes his skull to death. Very He's strong guy. Bleeding out of the eyes and the nose and the mouth. And back in the basement, Megan is the one who notices the bloody sack. And they kind of hear a noise, so they decide to leave mm-hmm. and go back up into the main house. Yep. Um, but now they can't find Jeff either. I love the when they first come up and they come into the living room, they're both framed in that statue. The statue that's holding like two rings and both their heads <laughs> on the rings. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Things I just imagine seeing looking great for the director seeing the statue and being like, I know exactly what we can use this for. Yeah, like there's like a lot of really good cinematography and camera work in this. I, I loved it. There was like long sweeping, not super long takes, but like sweeping takes that would take you from like, oh, there's like a body or something suspicious and then up to like. Yeah, like it's almost like a, like omnipresent camera. Yeah, yeah, it's, really it's good. interesting really good so mark and megan go up into the attic where they see candlelight under the door Mm -hmm. they open it up they find the candle it's a rocking chair laura's bloody robe all the blood on the floor megan just loves touching all of this blood she can't every time there's a puddle of blood she touches it and she's like this is blood this is blood taste it Uh, she wants to call the police Mm -hmm. but mark who's been like peeping on the woodshed Mm -hmm. is like oh no that's where we need to go first and he's a little bit cheesed that Megan doesn't want to stay in the house alone and insists on, like, yeah, going out with him. Well, I loved. She pulls on these boots. Yeah. Hell yeah. Don't put on any, like, shoes. Exactly. Put on, like, sensible boots. And they see something by the woodshed mm. in the dark. And then it springs to life on fire. And it's Laura and Jeff have been crucified and are being burned, burned. on some crosses. They're already dead. Uh... This in the VHS version was very oh, creepy bet. because yeah, yeah, yeah. you could not see. You could tell that it was like there's something there yeah, that's not a person. Here, you can really tell that she was it scalped. It, yes, you definitely. <laughs> so that was uh, what a fucking terrifying thing to stumble upon. Yeah, that'd be like it's intense. It's like um, 
bah, 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 he'll have eyes. Yeah, similar. Yeah. Well, he's alive, though. That's true. It also reminded me sort of of uh, Hereditary. When yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The character burst into flame. One hand open. Yeah. I, to watch something like that would be absolutely terrifying because fire is kind of scary to begin with and then be mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's a person from who I care about. Total darkness to then mm-hmm. seeing that. Wild. Yeah, you're going to shock. They run back inside. Megan goes to call the mm-hmm. cops, uh, but hears that there's no 911 service in their area. Because they're, they're 20, 20 miles, miles from anywhere. 20, uh, kilometers? Do they say miles? They say miles. That's interesting. I guess for American audiences, mm-hmm. because they, I don't think, make any effort to try and pass this off as America. Like the United States. No. It's they... Ontario license plates. It's... That's true. I hadn't thought of that. I guess... Hmm. I'm pretty sure... I don't know that any of them try and say they're in. The, oh well, you know what? I think maybe two and three. It's they say it's in the United States, but I can't fully remember. Eh. It's been eh. a while. I love love three. Such a terrible, <laughs> amazing movie. Fantastic. It's like full camp. We'll have to do those two. Sure. But I mean, it's taken us four years to get from one to <laughs> one four. to four. Yeah. So you know, what are you gonna do? So. Uh, Megan calls the operator. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Mark is using like a crowbar to burst open a chest. He's riffling through it, and he had a he... big revolver. Yeah, that he's bullets. loading. And then, just as he's getting back, he screams for Megan because Jonas is standing right behind, behind her. about to stab her. Ah! And the chase is on. Mark runs upstairs, followed by Jonas. Megan runs outside, mm-hmm. and she finds uh, Jonathan's body. Oh, she trips over it, which has got a. That's got to be a total mindfuck. What the fuck is he doing there? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> what? Where's his car? And uh, Mark goes up onto mm-hmm. the roof, 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 mm-hmm. where Jonas keeps stabbing up through, through the, the roof shingles. to try and get him. Ugh, and gets through his foot. And finally. Mark's, like, shooting down. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he gets stabbed right through the foot and he drops the gun and then he starts falling and Jonas is like stabbing through and he's like grabbing the knife. the blade. Yikes. I'd rather fall. And he does fall as Megan watches. Yeah, from inside and she books it outside, obviously. Yeah, he's barely alive at this point. He's like burbling and like she's like, oh no, oh no. And then... Jonas throws his knife cross down into Mark and kills him. Impales him directly in the chest. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Megan runs back inside, mm-hmm. but she realizes the boots dirty are... boots are giving away her location, yeah, so she takes them off. And then she goes back into the wine cellar where it's dark. Yeah, it seemed like a bad choice, even from like her perspective of not knowing like what we know. I feel like you know that this is how you get to those creepy tunnels you were yeah. just in, mm-hmm. so maybe, maybe... Stay out of his lair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but she's panicking. And I guess where else do you go? Uh, and she steps on glass again, just yeah. as he comes in, so she can't like just, like quietly pick it mm-hmm. out. And she does manage to sneak away. It's a cat and mouse game. He almost sees her, but now her bloody footprints mm-hmm. are the ones giving away her location, which lead Jonas directly to under the sink. And fuck yeah, she's got a bug spray. Which she was it bug spray or was it like oven cleaner? Sort of Whatever stuff? it was, yeah. it's. It's in his eyeballs, as it should be. W- oh my god, imagine if it was WD-40. Any of it Yikes. would be so bad. Because that would fucking hold on in there for so mm-hmm. long. And Oily nastiness. Yeah, she fucking gets him, and yep. she takes off. She goes to look for the gun, but there's no bullets. So she has to go back inside to get the bullets. And the photos are 
Who could yeah. it be? It's the police calling her back. But Jonas intercepts mm-hmm. the call. She's in the hands of the Lord now. And then ah. his voice sort of starts like echoing around her, calling Megan. her name. But now she's hunting for him. Mm-hmm. She's like fully just like, I'm going to go shoot this fucking guy. Her shooter stance, her locked arms out. <laughs> and like the way that she's like careening around, it reminded me of like uh, when Clarice is trapped in the dark basement at the end of uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And she's like whipping that gun around. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so good. Great good. stance. <laughs> Half the time when we watch these movies, I'm like, I know nothing about guns, but I have a feeling like if you shot that, it would hit you in the face immediately. With a rifle, a yeah. lot of the times in these movies, yeah. it would definitely like kick back and give them yeah. a black eye or something. So this was nice. Yeah. She looked profesh. She pulls back this like curtain mm-hmm. and he's on the other side and then he like, breaks in through the window. And she shoots at him. And then she runs outside mm-hmm. and keeps firing the gun at him. And obviously she seemingly misses or they're going through him. It would be well it'd be impossible to fucking hit someone with a yeah. revolver while you're this scared running away. And she runs into the woodshed. And she trips and she's crawling into a corner. Ugh. Yeah, back back to Waldo. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Good. Uh, and then he pops out and she shoots him. She prays for forgiveness. But then Jonas starts, pops mm-hmm. up as she's praying. And he's got, ah! And starts he's setting everything on fire. With his gasoline aspergillum. Yeah. God's divine flame. <laughs> she grabs a shovel mm-hmm. and like starts hitting him with it. And it, he drops it on the ground, gets it on himself. He goes up in flame. She's on fire as well. Starts burning mm-hmm. to death. She locks him in the shed and runs away. Mm-hmm. It explodes. Now, this shed explosion was so satisfying. Yes. The way that, because usually it's like from a distance. And this time we're up close and we get to see the like wood is coming at the camera. Like it lands on the fucking camera. It looked so good. Pyrotechnic guy as the 2001 Britney Spears Live in Las Vegas show. I could tell. Yeah. I could tell. (laughs) <laughs> no this was great he uh, this explosion was so good because like the shed doesn't just like go up in a mushroom cloud it goes out and like disintegrates yeah it's very funny uh and then the next mm-hmm. day she's loaded into an ambulance yep. and so is jonas's burned body but his is in a uh, church ambulance yeah that's being blessed by a priest or whatever yeah i didn't catch it was well, a church it's ambulance, the cardinal but that makes perfect it's sense them. yeah like they're taking his like body a saint john's back. ambulance yeah like they're reclaiming his body. And then his eyes snap open. Ah! And then so do hers. Good and evil sensing each other, mm-hmm. I guess. Or is she possessed now? To me, it was more like good and evil. Yeah. The end. The Very end. atmospheric. Uh, I like it a lot. I've always really liked this it. one. It does a really good job highlighting like Catholic and religious hypocrisy. I feel like. And strong characters. Like characters yeah. who are people. Who have... I. I feel like these people existed prior to us seeing them on film, you know? Definitely. And knew each other. Like, Megan the whole time has, like, full faith in, like, priests and mm-hmm. the church. And none of this would have happened had it not been for them and their, like, secrecy. About, yeah. About, like, keeping this guy under wraps. Totally. I mean, even at the end, I'm sure she'll, like, seek solace in religion in some way. But they're the ones who, like, still keep this guy. Mm-hmm. And presumably none of this wouldn't have happened if they wouldn't have been pedophiles. If they hadn't molested him? Yeah. Yeah. And I assume that must have been what was happening in the tunnels, right? I would think so. Yeah. I would assume Child so. Child trafficking what else could, Like, what else would it... And maybe in the woodshed? Ugh. 
disgusting. Yes. Organized religion? Fuck off. Uh, That's the stance of this podcast. Yes. Uh, in the uh, special thanks to section, okay. nothing too interesting, but they did thank the Bombay Company, which I don't know nice. if you remember them. Do they still exist? I'm not sure. I think they've gone out of business. There but used the... to be one in the other mall. Oh, yeah. There was... So the Bombay Company, I'm not sure if this was in America or anywhere else in the world, but it was sort of like... Oh, my God. Yes. That house was definitely the Bombay Company. The entire company. thing, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Thinking about it now, <laughs> all of that furniture, that little fucking statue, there's like this like altar giant like cup one room. but yeah. like truly like the size yeah, of a table that is exactly bombay, bombay is sort of like uh it's like pier one if pier one and uh, what's up the mountain trade oh i'm not sure mountain equipment co-op no no um that doesn't matter doesn't matter but it's like very much i would say a lot of the stuff in the company was like south asian inspired pineapples monkeys motifs carved carved out of wood definitely as well i don't know it was just sort of like if you want to decorate your house like uh a victorian imperialist explorer Mm -hmm. this was the place that you would go in canada anyways everything was always super expensive uh this was the sort of place that you would go tribal mountain trade perfect Perfect. Yes. This is the sort of place that you would go to get uh, very expensive, fancy bookends yeah. uh, or or like a locking box that you could put on your desk. An aged globe yeah. or like a map or um, furniture that felt really cheap, but was twice as expensive as it as anything has the right to be. Yeah. Yeah. So this entire like Christopher said, this entire house was classic. Yeah. Classic 90s Bombay interesting it was like a trip back in time because we i remember there was a bombay in the windsor the big mall where i grew up okay and watching watching this movie took me back to my childhood <laughs> apparently it does still exist really yeah i don't think my parents ever bought a fucking not, thing from not there. here anymore but uh does still exist yeah interesting interesting uh all of the U.S. stores closed in 2008. Okay, that makes... I wonder why. Let me see here. <laughs> Maybe it's not open anymore. After filing for bankruptcy in 2009, 2011, uh, in 2018, Canadian operations were seeking creditor protection because mm. they were $50 million in debt. That's, that's not the good. last update on their Wikipedia page. They must have been shopping at their own stores too often. Yeah. Yeah. Six degrees of Jamie Lee. Oh, uh, Brock Simpson is in Prom Night with Jamie Lee Curtis. Duh. I should have thought of that. <laughs> Easy one. Yeah. Uh, dun, dun, if you would like dun, to follow dun, us on dun, social dun, media, dun, dun, Death First Blood dun, on Twitter. Dun, 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 definitely First Blood on Instagram. That's me doing Christmas music. And you can send us uh, just a letter, an email. Yes. Definitely First Blood at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you very much for listening. I hope everyone is enjoying their holiday season, whether you celebrate it or not. Mm -hmm. um, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Happy holidays. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, dog. Let's turn it quickly. Let's do it.